Welcome back to 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Booked Out. And it's just me, Amy, and Jody tonight. Hey. Just us two. It's lonely too. But anyway, we'll get to going. So we've got some news tonight. Let me get it up because my phone just locked itself. So the Armadale Library recently released new library cards. So if you go into the library, you can collect yours. It also has a snap-off piece that connects to your keys. Previously, the cards were green and laminated, not very pretty or aesthetically pleasing at all. And it also is the same card for the Gyro Library. So, you know, same card for two libraries. It's easy. In other news... There was the Young Adult Literature Convention happened as part of the London Film and Comic Con last week. There were a variety of panels, giveaways, bookstalls, author signings and more. Um, but one of the biggest, issue, biggest takeaway issues from the event was the accessibility issues. Um, so we read someone's experience with an in, invisible, invisible disability, invisible chronic illness. They get these, like, um, help extra help bands so they get to skip queues and everything because you know standing in a queue is impossible and very painful for them but they would get death glares for being able to go to the front of the line despite their disability and there was an over policing of going forward in queues um and there was also another area was supposed to be for disabled people that was like a chill out zone there was only like five chairs and they weren't comfortable at all so there were some issues with that and some people working at the convention center didn't really know what to do with the um uh i guess special requirements or special uh treatment they were gonna that these people were supposed to get um but yeah that's what we've got today and today i'm going to be doing on a book review on Aragon by Christopher Paolini. I still don't know how to say his name after 10 years. (laughs) P-A-O-L-I-N-I? It's kind of like one of those hard last names to pronounce. I don't know. (laughs) I never knew how to say it. It just never happened. Um, Jodie's got a book review on... Alice in Zombieland by... Gina Showalter. So, uh, I think all the names. Like, how you pronounce that name? <laughs> they're always so difficult. Well, not always, but often they're so difficult to pronounce. I still don't know how to pronounce Andrzej Spakowski. Whoever wrote the Witcher books, this comes up all the time. I don't know how to say it. If there are any fans of uh, Alice in Zombieland, I am really sorry that I cannot pronounce the author's name. We have to say Just in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, and then we're going to talk about our dream, our the goals we set, the dream book space, reading nook, Pinterest-esque, or <laughs> <laughs> the best we can conjure up in our imagination, wish we had. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about, I forgot, where we're going to have a discussion on characters yes and adaptations and what ones we wish would happen bad ones and all the good stuff but we'll send you to a song and we're back after the break you're listening to 106.9 tune fm you're listening to tune fm
Welcome back to 106.9 Chin FM. You're listening to Booked Out, the show where we talk about bookish things. So, right off the bat, I've got a review about Aragon by Christopher Paolini. I think I said that right this time. I'm not sure. But anyway, so Goodreads rates it as 3.89. 
nearly four. So close to four. So close. So close, but yet so far. So far. I know. <laughs> I know. It it deserves five stars. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> it's it's that's that's good. That's good. Um, and the synopsis is okay. This is from the back of the book because the Goodreads synopsis I don't like as much. This is from the back of my book. What was once your life is now your legend. I don't know. I think that's cool. When Aragon finds a polished blues, well, I can't talk today. When Aragon finds a polished blue stone in the forest, he thinks it is the lucky discovery of a poor farm boy. But when the stone brings a da- dragon hatchling, Aragon soon realizes he has stumbled upon a legacy nearly as old as the empire itself. <gasps> Overnight, <laughs> deep breath. Overnight, he is thrust into a perilous new world of destiny, magic, and power. With only an ancient sword and the advice of an old storyteller for guidance, Aragorn and the fledgling dragon must navigate the dangerous terrain and dark enemies of an empire ruled by a king whose evil knows no bounds. Can Aragorn take up the mantle of the legendary dragon riders? The fate of the empire may rest in his hands. It sounds so young. (laughs) It sounds so, like, middle grade. But I still love it. Empire rests in his hands. All I can think about is Star Wars. True. <laughs> True. I think I think this book is in, greatly inspired by Star Wars and J.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. But what isn't, to be honest? True. Like, everything is. So this was originally written in 2002. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and... My edition has the film cover on it, and I hate that, but because the film sucks, <laughs> don't watch the film. It's, it really does suck. If you watch the film and you're like, this sucks, why is this so popular, read the book because, you know, it's so much better. And plus, isn't it like 99% of the time the book yeah. is actually better than the movie anyways? Most of the time, yeah. I mean, sometimes the movie is better. But yeah. like, and when it says on the cover, the international bestseller, now a major motion picture, now a major motion picture from 20th Century Fox. Like, yeah, okay, but the book. So yeah, so my copy, from what I gather, is like 2007 edition. So I want to say it's like, 10 years old i'm not sure when because it it wasn't bought for me it was bought for like my family maybe my brother i'm not not sure so i don't know who bought it either so it's got the film cover and it's got like the film pages inside so cool and it is very battered (laughs) the front and back cover held on by sticky tape the like the film still picture things with captions in the middle of the book are all held in with sticky tape because they fell out. Um, the the um the page with the map on it at the beginning is held on by like two centimeters worth of paper. <laughs> um, it's filled with creases and cracks, and it is well loved. But I love it because. But if you think about it, if it's like that, then it could be read like quite a lot. There are seven then. people in my family. Maybe my dad never read it, but I don't know. Um, and I want to say it's around 10 years old. It could be 12, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say around 10. And I have read it a lot. Um, my siblings have probably read it a lot. And it is well-loved. The only other book I think that is battered more than this in my parents' house is The Order of the Phoenix by Harry Potter. It's a hardcover it's like held together with the with the um, a uh, rubber band. Oh my 
because the front and back of us fell off and the dust jacket's like in tatters. Yeah. We care for our books. They just get read a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is like a childhood favorite of mine, so I am very biased, but I give it five out of five stars. <laughs> I reread it this week, and I still love it, even though I am now 21. I love it as much as I did when I was... I don't know when I read this, like 12, 14, younger. <laughs> I still love it. Um, so I say you should read it. It is, like, it's it's called middle grade, but I think that's more because lack of explicit violence, lack of romance. Like, Aragorn gets, like, a little crush on the elf because, like, oh, my God, it's an elf and he's 15. Well, actually, he turns 16 in the book, but, like, boys like okay there's like a tiny tiny crush and like you know so there's no romance there's no explicit violence there's none of that adult stuff so yeah it would get pegged as like middle grade but it's not like childish at least i don't think it's childish because i love it so much but you should read it okay so you last read when you were like younger yeah do you think your views have changed about the book from uh, reading in like a teenager about the book no because i still love it a lot okay um my views in general yes but about the book i don't think so it's still i've got more of like a adult mind when i read it now like there's a like the very very few i i mean few like three times in the entire book that aragon's like oh she pretty <laughs> i mean she says it better than that i'm like uh, uh, <laughs> because romance ew <laughs> um but like you know there's none of and <laughs> aragon being like a bit of a bit dumb at certain times it's like come on but he gets smarter he learns the whole thing is learning i love books where it starts out the character doesn't know much and then they learn they become an apprentice they go to school they like do whatever they learn i just i don't like books that at the beginning the character is already established to be real cool and real like an expert and a master assassin or whatever i'm like no let them be dumb and then let them learn like they start off as naive characters yeah but then uh, because of character development and stuff yes character development words, guys fancy words character <laughs> development your character doesn't have to start off being about um a s s not gonna say the word on it Although it is up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not supposed to. It took um, me a minute. <laughs> they can be, they don't have to be Banff from the get-go. Yeah. He can be a poor farm boy who's never left the valley that they live in to being cool. <laughs> Although he is, like, the only, like, person in Carver Hall, the, the little village they live in an area that goes into the spine a range of mountains that's like mystic and like lots of people go there and they go missing and everything he's the only person that goes in there to hunt and comes back with food so that's the, the cool thing from about him from the beginning that's how he finds um the dragon egg oh, in yeah, the in the right. spine in the mountains that no one goes in and they're like it's cursed because he found it in the spine he's like nah but it could be worth money 
Um, but yeah, spoilers now. Read it. Well, I just <laughs> got um, my uh, copies of them recently, so mm-hmm. I might reread them again. Yes, do it. My um, every copy of this, every copy of th- <laughs> every book in the series that I have. Um, apart from the last one, is held together by sticky tape. <laughs> like the front and back. When I say mine, I mean my family's, and I just kind of took them when I went back there last. I was like, I'm going to take these and bring them with me. <laughs> um, they're all held together with sticky tape. The front and back covers, because they are well-loved. <laughs> the last book isn't, because it wasn't read as often or as much. So it doesn't have any sticky tape on it. But they're just they're so good. And the thing about it is, the, the one thing about it is, is when you finish the first book, you kind of have to pick up the next one because it's almost like just a new chapter. Like, like the book ends. Like it, but it leaves it's not, it on a cliffhanger, kind of. Um, not, it, it doesn't leave it on a cliffhanger, but it's like finishing a chapter and then opening up a new chapter. There's no gap between the books. It, like... Like he he he's at the end of the last book. Next book starts exactly where the last one ends. Although it is weird because there's like a whole chapter about like recap. I'm like I just finished the last book. I don't need a recap. Binge reading. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love that there's no there's no romance. My heart. There's no romance. There's no sex. It's great. <laughs> don't don't want that. There's no. They do describe the violence a bit more than I would expect for, like, kids. Like, they do say <laughs> the blood, like, spurted everywhere. Like, you know, there's, the there's, like, blood <laughs> drenching the ground. Like, they are realistic, but it's not. His esophagus was torn out of his throat by someone's teeth. Like, you know, they don't do that. Or worse. Um, and, the, like, the relationships are all friendship mentorship parent sibling well actually no not sibling cousin but they're basically brothers they were raised together you know um but it's just my fave that's so good (laughs) i always forget about it when people ask what's your favorite book but this is one of them definitely one of them and it was supposed to be a trilogy but the guy who wrote it he was writing the third book and he was like um Actually, this one's turning out to be thick. <laughs> Got to make another one. So, like, this one is 500 pages. Um, it's the smallest one. The smallest one. Eldest, the second one, is similar size, a little bit bigger. And then <laughs> the third and fourth one are a lot taller and a lot thicker. <laughs> the guy's like, ooh, ooh, I got, a, I got a lot to fit in. So they turned out to be chunksters. But it's so great because more book. Yay. Do you have any questions? You had to look like you had a question. I, I did, but I can't remember. <laughs> I just love it so much. Anyway, I'll stop ranting now. The book is pretty good, though. But yeah, five out of, f- five, out of five stars. Read it. It's good. It's like, I don't know. I just, I always want to read adult books. But then I do, and I don't like them because I don't want... I'm not that into romance. Really not into sex scenes. Like, nah. I don't want to have to read that. Like, Like, uh, eh. I'm not into, like, 
they were raised to like murder or they were raised to be an assassin. Like I'll read about assassins, but not like bloodthirsty and all that. I'm like, nah. Also, I like when they learn. I like reading about their formative years. <laughs> like a couple of, um, just probably a couple of years ago now, mm. I've tried reading one of my mom's books. Mm. It's like, doesn't have any explicit scenes or anything in it. It's mm. like, one day innocent books. Yeah. like And like, it, it nearly put me to sleep because that's how boring it was. See, there was I've, no action in it. Oh, there's action in this. Dare action. <laughs> there's action. There's swords. There's bows. There's magic. There's dragons. Mom, well, there's one lis- dragon. Well, there's more, but there's only one in this one. Mum, if you're listening to this, I am sorry, but I don't like your books. <laughs> like, when I get into YA... See, I think actually a lot of my books that I really love are classified middle grade, because when you get into YA... You get more romance, and I'm like, nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, miss me with that. Whereas, like, uh, with the middle grade book, there's not as much of that kind of stuff in it. Yeah, it's just little friendships and sweet and yeah. cool, sweet and innocent. But also, like, this isn't. It's not like it's the main character is innocent, kind of, sort of. But like, like at the, the beginning, like the rest isn't. Like, there's so much. Like, there's there's parts in here where he has a vision, right? And there's, like, mystic riddles and stuff for the fourth and last book. For the last book. So it was planned from the beginning. The series was planned well. Um, there's death. Like, his father fi- actually... <laughs> Funny thing is, Brom, his mentor trainer thing, is, like, there telling him Aragorn no. And Aragorn's like, you can't tell me do- what to do. You're not my dad. Aragon two books later. Ah, whoops. <laughs> Actually, too bad Brom died. So, Actually, I do have a question about the book. Yeah. So you said how the movie was... The movie's terrible. Terrible, don't watch it. If it was, t- like, turned well, C- into C- a... Um, CGI Safiri is pretty cute. <laughs> At, like, as a baby. If it was turned into, like, a TV show that actually followed the book... Mm. really well would you watch it oh yeah but i think a cartoon would be better see but so much like of stuff that i would want like an an adaptation or another adaptation for i'd want it animated one i just love animation two aragon harry potter percy jackson like they would do so well animated because one they're kids books with (laughs) finger quotes (laughs) salty (laughs) just because I like finger quotes kids books doesn't mean I'm childish um but like magic and that and dragons and that because CGI although CGI in recent years has gotten really good um and actually some older movies have good CGI but a lot of time when they do the recent, like, when they do the cheaper adaptations, the CGA is kind of like, eh. I'm like, animate it. Look really cool. Also, then you don't have to worry about whether the actors actually look like they're actors. So, this book, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> the elf, has round ears. They didn't even try. It's on the cover. Look, what? she's got... 
one, her hair's supposed to be black and his is supposed to be brown. But, like, she just looks like a human. That makes me mad. Like, they put a feather in her hair at the end. And, like, look, cool. She's, if you're going to do an, an adaptation elf. about a book, then it should be done correctly. Yeah. Like, apart from Aragon and um, Arya, I almost forgot her name for a sec. Apart from them, the rest of them are, like, they're either pretty accurate or at least, like, good interpretations. Like, Brom looks a lot younger in this because it's supposed to be, like, old with a white, old white beard, but... Um, yeah, but, like, when two of the main character, the main character and a major character, not so much in this one, but especially going on, um, don't look right at all, you're kind of like, okay, that's weird, but all right. Also, why do books always take plot points from from future books and put them in here? Like, if they even tried to make a sequel from the the movie from, like, 2006... It would not work because they ruined their. They already ruined it in the first movie. They could not go further from that because of the plot they put in there. But anyway, I'll stop rambling. Read it. Five out of five. You're listening to 106.9 Chin FM.
Hey guys, welcome back to Booked Out on 106.9 Trend FM, and we're going to talk about our favorite, well, not favorite, our dream reading spaces, our dream book nooks, our perfect little places to read. What's yours? <laughs> Just think of, uh, okay, bright or like dim? It would have to be bright, like good uh, mm. lighting for reading and stuff. Like good sunlight, good natural light, but not glaring off the page. Yes. Because <laughs> that's That kinda, hurts your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. Like, it wouldn't want... I wouldn't... Like, dim is, like, cute and cozy, but it's not good for your eyes. Like, yeah. I was that person. <laughs> I would, you know how when you're a kid, you have to hide from your parents or, like, pretend to be asleep under the covers yes. because you're on your phone or... Game Boy or I never had one. I don't know, like DSi. Tamagotchi. <laughs> Tama, DSi was a bit later though. I've got on a Tamagotchi actually. I never had one. I also said they were too expensive, and then I found out they're like five dollars. Yeah, I bought one a couple of months ago, I think. Okay, we I'm can't talk sure, about Tamagotchi. I'm pretty sure it's dead. <laughs> we're gonna start talking about Tamagotchi, but like no. <laughs> Back on topic. Um, I was that kid that I would read under the covers with a torch. Like Harry Potter in that one, in like the second. When he's practicing his. Um, no, third book. When he's practicing like his spells and stuff. No, that's in the movie. Oh, oh. you haven't read. I yeah, always I haven't read the book. I just assume like everyone's read it. I and you told me this earlier. Yeah. And I forgot. Um, but yeah, under the covers with my torch, reading my book, hearing footsteps quickly turn it off and shove, shove my book away. And then, like, mum would come and sit on the bed. You're like, please don't feel the book. Please don't feel the book. <laughs> this was my rebel phase as a kid, like, 10 years old, reading books when I wasn't supposed to. What a rebel. <laughs> I think my rebel stage was, like, going, pretending that I was asleep mm-hmm. and then getting my uh, DSi from underneath my pillow and just start playing that under the covers. See, I never had, we never had any gaming consoles. Apart from, you know, the computer yeah. and Star Wars Pod Racer. Ooh, anyone remember that? No, that's probably pretty neat. Know. Like, I don't know. It was probably, like, some really cheap. Yeah, and Anakin was, like, the worst one. The worst racer. Oh, yeah. Because he was, like, turned. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was us. Oh, and Pinball. Like, Pinball, like, Galaxy. I love that game. No, Space Pinball. I don't know what it was. And my, I never knew how to play Minesweeper until like a couple years ago when I saw the rules and I was like, I just clicked it around until the face went dead. <laughs> I yeah. never knew how to play. And you could put flags, but I didn't know what, the numbers. I don't know what that meant. I was like 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I never had any games, just books, just reading books. And also like if I didn't have a torch, I'd like try to read in the dark. Don't do it. It's bad for your eyes. Maybe that's why I have glasses now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway. lots of natural light. <laughs> so it's easy to read, but not too strong. It's harsh in your eyes. A really coat, one of those like super soft, squishy, sink into like armchairs. Ooh, actually. Specifically um, an armchair because I don't sit on them properly. I like put my, f- I like sit against the armrest and put my feet over the other armrest. I don't sit in it properly. That's what I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, those are, like, soft, like, squishy ones. And, like, fabric, not leather, because leather gross. 
it's like so sticky in summer and <laughs> ugh, when you rip your thighs off it. <sighs> no, like I recently saw um some bean they're like bean bags. Mm-hmm. Like they are humongous. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. And they're really like soft. They don't have beans yeah. in them. They have like they've like got something stuffing in them. or something. I don't know, something really, yeah. really soft. Something okay, like that, that would be that would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. You like yeah. sink into it so deep you can't get out. I would love that. <laughs> and then just like bookshelves. Just all the bookshelves and bookcases. Would you sort your books by colour, alphabet? Like, how would you sort your books? Um, I don't know. Okay, I <laughs> sort my books. <laughs> you go first while I think. <laughs> I sort my books kind of by like, kind of by genre or like how they fit together and also by like how much I like them. So I've got like Harry Potter and then I've got all my Rick Riordan books and then I've got like, and that's all that fits on my shelf because there's so many. <laughs> and then I've got like my Aragon books and like Lord of the Rings, which I haven't read yet. Let's see how they fit together. And then I've got all my like contemporary books together. Actually, I'm getting rid of a lot of them because romance. <laughs> I don't want to keep the ones I love. Um... But yeah. Well, I think I might kind of do a bit of both. Mm. So like do genres, mm. but when I uh, do them, have it like color coded in each genre. That's cool. But like then you'd split up series, Ser- series, series. Yeah. Well, like you've got. So I didn't think that far ahead. Okay. Aragon, <laughs> for example. Oh, sorry, sorry. The inheritance cycle, for example. You've got blue, red, gold, green. Okay, so now. Be able, like, okay, split I see up. where you're coming now. <laughs> no, I have to have, like, series and, like, authors together and then, like, genres and stuff. Well, but, yeah. That's a nice sort in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then my cat. My cat would ideally be in my lap. But if not, she could have, like, a bed next to me that she probably wouldn't use. Oh, all I can think about now is Big Bang Theory, how Kuthrapoli has um, a crepe for his dog, Cinnamon. Is that the Jewish one? No, it's the Indian one. Raj. Oh, I know Raj. I don't know the last names. <laughs> I just finished a series tonight on Netflix. How many seasons of it? Um, there's ten on Netflix, but there's another two. Okay, I think. I think I watched up to seven, maybe. And then I see like clips from Young Sheldon like on Facebook all the time, and I'm like, go away. I want to watch that. It does look good, like looks way funny. better than. See, when I was younger, I liked. I like I loved Leonard and hated Sheldon. Now that I'm older, I'm like everyone else is actually kind of an a hole. Yeah, and Sheldon's the only like decent one. Yeah, but anyway, any pets you would have in your reading nook? Ooh, fairy Ooh. lights. Yeah, all the fairy lights must have. Also, fairy like lights. like bright colors and like yellow, because I just love yellow. I might have a cat as a cat. well. I'd have my cat. I'll, I'll get a cat. <laughs> I'd have my cat. She's so I'll, fluffy. I'll find one. Yeah. I'll just go into like a random animal shelter and I'll just steal one from there. When she's when she wants to get in my lap, I have to like move my book out of the way and she'll curl up and she tries. And then I have to like rest my book on her. Cute. When she's being cute, other times she, she doesn't want to be in my lap most of the time. Only sometimes she's like, yeah, let me up in there. And then she's like, 
Hit me up. I could jump up. When I, I can afford my own place that allows pets, I will get a cat. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> it's so wonderful. <laughs> but the, I mean, there's always like, there's, there's pros and cons to having pets. Yeah. Like, I'm just permanently, my perpetual state is just covered in cat hair. And my cat is white. And I wear a lot of dark clothing. Oh no! So <laughs> look at me now. Like I'm pretty. That's my hair, actually. <laughs> look at all the. Actually, you don't. No, you can't see yeah. it. It's mostly on my skirt because I'm wearing a black skirt with white cat hair. Oh well, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. This is why I have. It's worth w- it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> but before we rant too much about cats and reading books, <laughs> Jody has a book review. Oh yeah, so, right. coming up next. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We'll see you back. You'll hear us again after the break. Tune. Welcome back to 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Booked Out. Actually, I think it should go around the other way. Wait. Welcome back to Booked Out. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it works out of the way. It works out of the way. Sorry if I'm a bit 
don't know if hype is the word, but I am very tired. I've been studying all day. I'm trying to be energetic. Um, Jodie, had a book review? Yes. Hi. So I've got Alice in Zombieland with me by Gina Showalter. I think her last name is. Yet again. <laughs> author names. We don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. We apologize in advance. As you can tell by the name, it does have zombies in it, which is really cool. I love that. Did you say the title? Yeah, Alice in Zombieland. Oh. It's got zombies. I was, oh, yeah, like, I know what the <laughs> title is, but I was like, wait, did you say that on air just now, or did you just say the author? No, I said the name. Don't mind me, I'm deaf. <laughs> so, like, I've got the synopsis here. That's how you pronounce it? Synopsis, yeah. yes. I can never figure that out. So. Sy- synopsis? No. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of how else you could possibly say it. It's synopsis. Well, I can't English. You can say blurb. That's easier. Yes, blurb. I like that. So if anyone had told Alice Bell that her entire life would change course between one heartbeat and the next, she would have laughed. From blissful to tragic, innocent to ruined, please. But that's all it took. One heartbeat. A blink, a breath, a second, and everything she knew and loved was gone. Her father was right. The monsters are real. To avenge her family, Ali must learn to fight the undead. To survive, she must learn to trust the baddest of the bad boys. Oh, God. (laughs) Is there romance in this? Yeah. (laughs) Cole uh, Holland. But Cole has secrets of his own. And if Ali isn't careful, those secrets might just prove to be more dangerous than the zombies. Yeah, it does have romance in it. It does have quite a few explicit scenes. Oh, really? In it. Yeah. I would have thought it would be more like YA. No. no. It goes into detail, kind of. Ew. <laughs> but like, well, kind of into detail, I guess. I don't know. Like on Goodreads, it's got 4.04 of a star rating. How dare it have more than Aragon? Well, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. It's got zombies and zombies are cool ish yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm just not into like the, the common portrayals of zombies i guess oh, yeah. the pep- because well, like, i'm not into the mainstream <laughs> well in this book could she actually shows zombies really in like a really cool way because mm-hmm. like rather than being in the physical world they're in the spiritual world Ooh. yeah so pretty much they have to uh like the Oh, what's the word? I'm just going to call them fighters because I can't remember. Slayers, that's the word, slayers. It's not a similar word. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, go continue. Like I said, I can't English tonight, okay? Go on. (laughs) Like the slayers, they uh, actually push out their spiritual being, Mm. uh, their physical bodies to fight them. Wait, so where are the zombies? Everywhere. Like, Like, are they in the real world? They're in a spiritual world. They're in spiritual. Okay, so like, what's yeah. the what's the risk? Like, are they gonna eat like your spiritual form? Yeah, pretty much. But like, what if you? But if you're in the real world and not in the spiritual world, are you always in both? Kind. Of, it's hard to explain unless you've read the book. What like threat do the zombies pose to regular people? Well, they can still attack people because like whatever happens to the spiritual world happens to the physical world. So mm-hmm. like, if they get like bruises or cuts or things like that on them in Mm -hmm. the spiritual world 
then their physical bodies will have that all over them as well. Mm. And that's why uh, people like Cole Holland or Frosty, two of the biggest, baddest boys in the book. The biggest, baddest boys. (laughs) (laughs) The big, bad boys. (laughs) That's why um, people think they're into, like, violence and they're in a gang. Uh, and stuff. But they're not. Yeah, but they're not really. They're trying to slay the zombies to save the like everybody else. Cool. But like the way that Ali finds it out that uh, she can see the zombies is actually really sad Mm -hmm. because uh, the family die. Well, (laughs) it that's in like every Alice in Wonderland thing. Like the Alice in Wonderland thing is her family dies. Well, like, like they die in the house fire. It's on her 16th birthday. Oh, no. And her little sister, Emma, oh, no. has a ballet recital. Sorry. But, like, it, because they're not allowed to go out at night. and uh, the zombies? Yeah. Okay. And, like, the recital doesn't finish until it's nighttime. They were like, eh, we shouldn't really go to this. But, like, only the father knew about the zombies. So he's like, don't go out at night. Yeah. Cool. And then um, because it's Ali's 16th birthday, they use that to convince them. Oh, so they do convince him. They don't, like, sneak out or anything. No. They cool. do end up convincing the parents. And then on the way back, they get into a horrific car accident by a graveyard. Surprise, surprise. Okay. And the zombies actually eat the spirit. Like, they eat... Ew. Her family. And Ali is only just able to see them then, which is really sad. Aww. But, like. Angst, angst, <laughs> angst. <laughs> eh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it's not. She's not really a ghost, but Emma gets turned into what they call a witness. So, like, she's able to fight the zombie toxins mm-hmm. and then goes into something kind of like heaven. Mm. where they have like a whole court and they have trials and everything for uh, spirits to be able to watch their family and stuff. Mm. Emma is able to do this and I can't remember how old Emma is, but she is like probably 10 or something like that. Mm. She actually goes uh, back and forth to give uh, Ali advice. And it's really cool because... After she finds out that Cole is uh, a slayer and that she eventually trains and all that, Emma actually uh, puts, like, rabbit clouds up in the sky to warn her that zombies are going to attack tonight. Ooh, the rabbit. That's yeah. cool. So if they see a rabbit, then watch out. Watch out. <laughs> I'm just imagining them looking at the clouds. Does that look a little bit like a rabbit to you? Oh, my God, yes. And Emma's up, up in heaven or whatever going, no, it's just a cloud. Just, like, face-palming herself. It's just, just a normal cloud. Like, this is a rabbit. Like, she lives with her grandparents and stuff now, and she has to go to the new school where she meets her best friend, Kat. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's like, she's like really feisty. Is she like the Cheshire Cat? Yeah. Cool. So she's got like, she's short, curvy, brown hair. And she's actually um on dialysis in the books. I like, I know what that is, but also explain. I think it has, 
Isn't it like a blood transfusion thing? Um, it's when the kidneys can't function. Yeah, so like correctly. they they like go in a machine and they like filters their blood for them. Kind of. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Yeah, so she's on dialysis, but nobody knows. Oh, but why? Well, she doesn't want them to pity her. Oh, okay. Which is understandable. Is that just something to do with the zombies? Because blo- no, zombies are brains. Never mind. In the books, zombies are everything. They eat everything. Sweet. <laughs> like, they, if they do get bitten, they have an antidote for it. But they have to have the antidote within the first hour, otherwise they will die. Okay. Or, like, the antidote won't work as quickly or something like that. But it's actually, like, a really good book series. There's four books to it. Mm-hmm. And I do highly recommend it. That's cool. If it was turned into movies, then I would watch it. Mm. One day. One day. One day. <laughs> Fingers crossed. One day. I do give it probably about a four as well. Because, mainly because of the there is some explicit scenes in it. But mm. that's... But yeah. That's, only, that's the only reason why I would give it a four. Yeah. I'm all done. All done. All done. Do you say read it? Yeah, read it. Cool. We've got some new releases as well. So I've got Here There Are Monsters by Amelinda Berube. Once again, author's names. It's like B-E with the grave. grave. The little line that goes up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On like B E R U B E, and it's on both of these. So I'm like, it's probably not Barub, but like, Barub, I don't know. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> um, but it is a horror young adult novel. The cover's pretty cool too. It's like a girl holding. And then there's like um, deer skulls with the antlers like in front of her face. Oop. Sorry, hit the mic. Um, and that was published on the 1st of August. And we've got A House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. Thank you. Thank you, Erin, for having a pronounceable last name. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's my, it's my fault. Like, <laughs> I can't pronounce anything that's not super easy. <laughs> Um, need to put in the effort. But the cover on this one's super cool too. <laughs> it's like House of Salt and Sorrows in like a little, I think it's a tide pool on the cover. That's cool. It was published on, it will be published on the 6th of August. And it's a fantasy young adult retelling. What's a retelling of? I'm not sure. <laughs> Re got these. <laughs> Um, but it looks really interesting. Um, the third one is loading. It is love at first like. Love at first like. Ooh, sounds sounds social media-y. Where is it? Oh, no, it's a list. No! I should have got this out before. And I don't think I can find it. Ah! Well, that's one. <laughs> and I don't know where it is. The links. 
Whoops. But look that up for yourself if you, if it sounds interesting to you. Um, but that's all we've got. Oh, sorry, sorry. Love at first like is a contemporary romance um, from the author Love at First Like by Hannah Orenstein. It's a contemporary romance. Um, it's a rollicking tale of a young jewelry shop ooh, jewelry shop owner who accidentally leads her Instagram followers to believe she's engaged and then decides to keep up the ruse. I mean, you might be interested in it. I'm not. Well, it's already got um, a rating on Goodreads, actually. Oh, you found it on Goodreads? Yeah, it's got a 3.6 rating. Fair, fair. Uh, no, as soon as it said, like, accidentally it's her Instagram followers to be leave, she's engaged, and then decides to keep up the reason, like, sounds a little bit like, um, um, Tana Mojo and Jake Paul. Like, I don't follow them, but it comes up in the news all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're totally getting married for the views. Whatever. I don't care. I heard that their wedding was a disaster. Yeah, someone got punched. They, like, live-streamed it or something? And, like, people paid, like, $50. Yeah. I watch Philip DeFranco and he covers this in his videos. So, like, I don't watch those two at all. I just watch it uh, through him. After one of um, Jake Paul's videos, I stopped watching it completely because I thought that he was, yeah. I didn't know who he was until I watched the Shane Dawson, like, uh, documentary. Okay. I knew who Logan Paul was because of that video. Yeah. About that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not, not, not that into, like, the social media aspect, like, books. Mm. But if it sounds interesting to you, check it out. So we're going to leave you here. Have a great night. This has been Amy and Jody, and you've been listening to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM.